Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. Today, coming from France, here is Ashara Dominique Boyer. She is French and lives in the wilderness of an ancient forest of southern France. She is a psychologist, kinesiologist, flower essences practitioner, initiated in the spiritual path of universal Sufism, dance leader and mentor, and frame drummer. Her unconventional healing journey has included talk therapy, various holistic modalities, experiencing the medicine of cocoa and the creation of a successful chocolate brand and embodied spirituality. She has created her own healing practice, inner gardening, a spiraling process in the depths of your being that unites body, mind and soul and liberates you from your past helps women, so actually, Ashara Dominique helps women who faced abuse reclaim their pleasure, their sovereignty, their joy, and their vitality. Today's topic is come back to your senses, how to heal from sexual abuse through sensuality and pleasure. Yeah. Wow. Ashera, you're absolutely <laughs> welcome. Thank you. The Thank funny you, part Gemma. for all our listeners is that we are two um, we are two French ladies speaking in English for everybody to understand. Yeah, I think our accent speaks for us. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. <laughs> awesome. I've been told it's appealing. <laughs> yeah, they all say that too. It's like, okay, enjoy. I mean, we cannot do really differently, so enjoy. <laughs> okay, so Ashura, tell me, or tell us, how, what kind of life did you have? What happened? I mean, in, in, a, in a condensed and short version, of course, because we're keeping this talk to 20, 30 minutes about. Um, what can you tell us about your life that led you to become uh, the bio I read right now? Yeah, yeah. What happened? Well, what happened? I, I'm going to try to make it short. Uh, let's say two main events in my life. When I was three, four years old, my father left. And I didn't see him for probably four, 14 years, 13, 14 years. No news, nothing. He disappeared. And circumstances led to my family uh, getting back in touch with my father and me meeting him again. And when I met him, I was 17 and he raped me. And that event started five years of brainwashing, of uh, regular abuse, uh, physical and mental abuse, and me going completely, um, you know, frozen, dissociated, in denial, and, and trying to escape that in, in very, um, inappropriate way at the time because I was what I was and very innocent and very uh, you know try, trying to get out of it <laughs> yeah 
So that, that's the two main big shock traumas of my journey. Mm -hmm. Because at 17 years old, you're already sexually mature enough, yeah. though you're still a child. Because we have this like 18 years old limit, but we also say that at 16 we are sexually mature. It's like, okay, how? I mean, it's so, it is so unsettling. Yeah. To experience yeah. that and so weird. And at the same time, I guess you were craving the love of your father, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. When you say it's unsettling, it's been one of the biggest shame um, I had to heal was having experienced that while being 17 and sexually mature. That has been a huge part of my healing journey. And, you know, I, I, I came to realize that uh, abuse is is the most, to me, is one of the most paradoxical experience that one has to embrace in life. Because whatever the age, you have on one side someone that is supposed to care for you, that is supposed to give love to you, support you, protect you. And on the other side, you have that raw experience of being mistreated, being violated, um, disrespected, molested. Well, you know, you know what I mean. So for me, being 17, you know, it's kind of secondary because Emotionally speaking, I was four. I was a four, four-year-old little girl um, craving for her dad's love, really craving for connection, for attention, for care. And I got completely brainwashed. He just you know, um, got me where I was weak. I'm giving you love. That's a normal way, that's a healthy way to give you, you love. And society is just so intolerant and tight and, you know, any, any excuse that it could find in, in books, in psychological books, in any, any kind of excuse he was, or argument he was finding. And I was so craving that connection that it happened. It happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The that I can understand you at such a deep level because I have also experienced being raped by my father-in-law, like the grandfather of my babies, father of my, at that time, husband. It was like, it's so wrong. 
so wrong. Yeah. I, I, I had a long, long recovery to try to stop myself from shaming myself, blaming myself for not having found the, the strength to walk away, to call police, to report, to speak the truth to all the other family members. But actually when I tried to tell my, at that time, husband, at that time, husband, no more. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, what I received as an answer was a gigantic slap on the face that made me mm. fall out of the bed and words along the line of what did you expect, bitch? Mm. You yeah. mentioned one thing about sexuality. What did you expect? And I yeah, there. I can really resonate with that. What, what I receive when, you know, without going into the details, but when, when my mom, at that, at that age, I was living with my mom, and when she had a, a hint that, that was telling her, mm, something wrong is happening, her first reaction was to, to deny it's not possible. So, you know, when I, when I witnessed that reaction, instantly I, I closed myself. I froze, I froze even more. I froze even more. I, I was, oh my God, what happened? What did I do? What did I do? And I really think that abuse is touching us in such a, an intimate and delicate and sensitive space of ourselves, of our identity, of our integrity, that uh, shame is, the, is one of the um, natural way to respond. Well, natural is maybe not the right right word, but spontaneous. Yeah, it's one of the first answer we give. Yeah, conditioning. Conditioning. It's, it's a conditioning, I guess, because mm -hmm. we are, as you were saying. I mean, you were talking about sexuality. What What do you think would happen? We are conditioned to. And I was not expecting nothing to happen. It was just yeah. a kid. Yeah. And and whatever I said, like sparked the sexual predator in him and he did not lose control of himself for mm. 18 months of trying to get me to have sex with him mm. and I refused every single time 18 mm. months of okay shall we do it can we have sex or something again again like Come with me in the in the in the background, like no in underground, not background, underground, like uh, the story yeah. underneath the first floor. It's like no, no, and then the the threat after the fact when he 
he did succeed, it was not repeatedly before me. It's a different story. Mm. It was a one time, but one time that completely shattered everything I believed to be true. Yeah. I, I really think that we are not, we as a human species, we are not, um, we are not made to face su such huge traumas. No, we're not made for that. True. We're not, we're not made for that. No. We are the, truly like helpless when that happens. Okay, yes. so, and yes. now what? I don't know, but it hurts. Because it gets you in all levels of your being, energetic levels, psychological levels, uh, emotional, physical, every level. Sexual, of course. Sexual. And you know, we, lots of women, we have already um, low self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. Most of us, lots of us. Lots of us, let's put it like, like that, lots of us. Lots of us. And, you know, for me, that's a crack, that's a crack that is so easy to use for, you know, narcissistic or uh, manipulative people. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I want to say, speaking about cracks, that's where the lights come in, where the lights come is in. Mm -hmm. What cracked your, your frozen self because of that? There is a moment, there is a shift. Mm -hmm. there, is, there is a decision. There is a, a, a enough is enough. I have to do something about it. I have to break the silence. I have to say it. I have to heal it. I have, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can, of course, go report and, and, and create a, a, a lawsuit. Some people will find closure in that. Personally, I did not even try that route, thinking to myself, at the end of the day, what I want is to heal myself. Mm. This is what I really, really want. I don't want to see him again. I don't want to, 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 to tell that story and to convince a jury or a judge that it did happen mm. with the other one telling me, no, absolutely not. It was like a good restaurant. It what? You cannot speak that way. It's, it's not a good restaurant. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me laugh. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's laughable. <laughs> it's not a good restaurant. It's a rape. Yeah. It's a non-consensual abuse. Yeah, yeah well, it, sh it shows the level of unconsciousness of mm -hmm. the way we are raised. Mm -hmm. as as human beings as men as women also and as a society how how we build our society what we build it upon mm -hmm. but going back to shifts i had two shifts when that happens after a few years i i re, uh, well i unconsciously uh, thought well if i go abroad that might stop so I flew to England and I started, you know, building my life there. And I, I believe that I was handling it. And so I, I was a, a, I was a waitress at, 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 uh, when I was 20 years old in London. 
And I realized one day I realized all my work colleagues, they were, they, they got me the nickname of the ice cube. Why that? So frozen? So, yeah. You know, I thought I was um, warm, um, easygoing woman, and they were calling me the ice cube. That, wow, that literally broke my heart, literally. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that touched me in such a, you know, a truth of my being mm -hmm. that I, I spontaneously realized, wow, I am in a, such a frozen state that I don't even realize that I am cut from my, from my emotions, I am cut from, you know, connections with others, connection with myself. Mm -hmm. I don't even realize it. So that's, that was a huge shock and a huge shift for me. Yes. You know, and another one resonates with what you said previously, because, you know, after that, I came back to France, I started ther therapy and I decided, decided to break the silence and to go to court. Ah, oh, you did that. And okay. I did that. And when um, the French law acknowledged me as a victim, mm -hmm. I realized within my being, and I was really surprised, well, that doesn't bring me relief. No, that doesn't. doesn't bring relief. You don't want to be victim of. You want to be victorious over. You want to heal. Exactly. You want to find closure. You want to let that behind you in a way that can empower others. Exactly. So that was, I think that was an essential part of the process. And I'm really grateful I did that because I had to stand for myself. I had to break the silence and be acknowledging myself as a victim has been really important. Mm -hmm. I think it's one, one phase of the process mm -hmm. and it's far from enough. I would say it's only the beginning. Because then I realized, well, I am, I am living in victim consciousness, yes, you do. repeating myself again and again. I am mm -hmm. a victim. I was a victim. Oh, that, that is normal because I was a victim. Oh, I, I'm acting like that because I was a victim. And actually, after some years, I realized I was giving myself excuses not to change and not to transform my life. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying for me, it's been a um, mandatory uh, shift of realizing that being the victim and staying, choosing, unconsciously choosing to stay in the victim consciousness, in victim consciousness is your own choice. And at some point, you have, we all have the choice to shift the way we own our story and what we do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
when you heal through sensuality and pleasure, that means that you give yourself permission to experience sensuality and pleasure, even though you still have this rooming feeling of being a victim, having been a victim for a while of the most atrocious, ununderstandable incest tool. And that was not love, that was abuse. How do you go about that? Yeah. I think you said it very well. They go hand in hand. I'm, I'm um, uh, let's say, a, a, huge, a, a huge advocate of shadow work. Mm -hmm. I, I, my healing journey brought me to really face my own shadow, to face my shame, to face the, I think, the distorted thoughts that we create when we have been abused. Mm -hmm. And I decided to go for it, to go for pleasure, to go for sensuality with hand in hand with my shadow. So my shadow did, that didn't disappear just in, in, in one, one year or in one month. No, I decided to make friends with it, really to embrace it. And at the same time, I decided to, well, I, I've, I've always enjoyed life, you know, like I love, I love eating, I love, I love chocolate, <laughs> I love, um, I love uh, stroking animals because it feels good. So I, I, I am a, a, a person of the senses, naturally. And so I choose to walk towards my own senses and my own sensuality and my own pleasure in life in a non-sexual way. And that, was, that, that felt safe for me. For example, when I was walking in nature, I took time to... Uh, stroke the oh i don't know the english word for that you know sometimes on the what stroke, is the, what is the, the, the french word foam well is it foam? Oh, yeah. i don't i don't think so no because moss is in, 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 in oh no it's it's like moisture <laughs> uh yeah moss but that is something else uh I'm going to put botanical moss. Botanical moss. It looks botanical like moss. moss. Okay. Just like it. <laughs> yeah. So you know when I when I was walking in nature. Yeah, it is I, moss. Mm -hmm. It is moss. Yes, it is moss. So when I was walking in nature, I just started stroking the moss mm -hmm. with my hands mm -hmm. and being present with that re just breathing with the sensation and that felt so good 
so good and so reassuring. Um, I started, well, I had the chance to uh, start a, a chocolate brand. So I was, you know, making chocolate every day and uh, chocolate is very, very sweet and smooth. So I really jumped into the sensation of working with that smoothness, with that creaminess, and with how it was like bringing tenderness to my being, bringing moisture to the places in me that I was dry because I was shut down. Mm -hmm. So little by little, little things by little things, I started to own my senses again. One of the, the images that comes to mind is that you actually melted the ice cube with a warm, fuzzy, delicious, yummy <laughs> chocolate so that the ice cube would not exist anymore. It took some time, but it did happen. Yeah, yeah. Until I you love can that really, image. it's like, it's <laughs> perfect. I really love that image. And I, I really tie it also to... Um, my spiritual path, I have been really graced to meet uh, a spiritual path that mm, made me really encounter unconditional self-love. Mm -hmm. And love is what, exactly what you said, love is what melts the pain, is what melts the trauma. Mm -hmm. This soul things. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Heals, dissolves the pain. Yeah. Because you fully and completely love and accept yourself with everything yeah. that happened and the fact of deciding voluntarily to love and accept yourself with all that hurts and yeah. all that shame, blame, beat and everything, all that actually happened that was wrong. Yeah. Actually cancels the grip of the guilt. Because at the end of the day, for every abuse, every kind of abuse we are experiencing, the long-term, the long-term, I forgot the word I'm going to put problem that we can experience, is, I would say, consequence is the guilt and the shame we keep in our heart because that happened at that moment in time and it can be 20 years before earlier, mm -hmm. it can be 40 or 60 years before, it can be, it doesn't matter as long as you keep on telling yourself, oh, but I am responsible for the weight because mm -hmm. I did that behavior that sparked the predator in him. Yeah, or I did not manage to say no, or, you know, to bring my boundaries in an appropriate way, or whatever. <laughs> whatever. I mean, shame is a, and guilt are really sneaky, mm -hmm. and, and they're finding their way. And mm -hmm. I really think that's a, a, a trap of the mind. Really. It is. It is. It's really, I'm, and I would like all the listeners today really to 
trust that shame and guilt are traps of the mind so even if they feel so true so true they are not mm -hmm. it's an idea it's an idea it's a perspective it's a way of saying yeah. things that do yeah. not serve us never so let's have real faith in that i mean real faith that even when you feel it's 100 percent true mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. it's this, this is where i'm going to weave in christianity with that gift of forgiveness because yeah. instead of saying i am guilty you can shift it in I am redeemed because Jesus Christ paid for my, yeah. for my rape. Yeah. So actually he and took know, the guilt and he dissolved it so that I can be redeemed. Okay, so I am redeemed. You can go that route. You, you do not have to, but you can go that route if that helps. Yeah, I mean, some, something really helped me um, is um, going back to jesus aramaic words so mm -hmm. his native language mm -hmm. and i have been studying and and singing and dancing because it was part of my spiritual path singing and dancing jesus words in aramaic wow. and what he says about forgiveness i mean we have too short a time to go deep into that but it's really mind-blowing Mm -hmm. Because what Jesus is telling us is go back to your own rhythm, go back to your breath, go back to spirit's presence in you, go back to your life energy in you. And the breath is that, the breath is spirit, is divine, is yeah life in us so he's saying go back to your breath and when you go back to your breath you naturally go back to your to your rhythm and you will experience a dissolution of the traumas a yes. dissolution of the resentment that is it's a mystery it's a complete mystery and it, it works. I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. You know, I, I did, because of my spiritual path, I started reciting every day uh, prayers. Mm -hmm. And after some years, I just woke up one day, I started reciting, and I had a, a aha moment like, oh, I, I've forgiven there's no there's no resentment anymore there's no trace of that in my heart anymore but i haven't done anything for it i haven't forced myself i think forgiveness is is not something that one can push or pull or do with the mind it doesn't work like that and ultimately i think we are not the one in charge of forgiving i think the divine is in charge of forgiving yeah, maybe it's a divine within. On that one, I would bring another color, another perspective. Yeah. Is that 
the first person we have to forgive is ourselves. And when we release, because forgiving is releasing, is let go, is breathing through and realizing I still love and honor myself. I'm still worthy, exactly, I'm still worthy of love. Wow. So it's just truly amazing. Yeah, sensuality and pleasure, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. One of the things I noticed, and I did even a TikTok video about that, about really like sexual healing, when, when you have been abused sexually, when you have been raped, whatever the age, remember what thought you built at the moment of this horrendous act. And that thought has become impregnated in your subconscious mind and has been running you all these years after the facts. And when you become aware of what it was, you can then address it, release it, and replace it by an empowering thought. Yeah. So that and you that can way, heal. In that way, um, this, this, let's say, fate um, is actually a great gift. I was, I was listening, I don't remember her name, but I was listening to someone the other day talking about abuse and her own experience. And she was saying something like, when you have been abused, you've been, your power has been taken over you. And recovering from abuse, healing from abuse is your opportunity to consciously deliberately reclaim that power and that that's one of the brightest and most empowering experience that we can have in life mm -hmm. becoming conscious of our power of our integrity of who we really are so in the crack it is the brightest light, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very deep, very real. I look forward to receiving feedbacks from the audience because I know we run very deep. We understand each other perfectly well. Even if it is in different ways, we both went through that kind of abuse too. And it's true that the first thing you want to do is to deny, like forget mm -hmm. about that, froze. It's too difficult to face. Exactly. The way when I, when I, I started to open up and to start to say and to break the silence, I wrote like 
I don't know, probably like 20 pages mm. of chronological order of what happened. And the title of this document is Too Heavy to Carry Alone. Mm. Yeah, the heaviness that we carry with us. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's really too heavy. It's really too heavy. And it stops you from soaring, from rising, from shining. It stops you from living yeah. your full, full, full life until you drop the weight. Yeah. The weight of guilt, the weight of culpability. The weight of keeping, you know, the sensations and, and, and the energy that go with it stuck in your body mm -hmm. and our bodies they so much want to live you know they want just oh, yeah. to taste life exactly and to enjoy life we, we are made to enjoy life mm -hmm. we are made for that we are made for joy and pleasure mm -hmm. <laughs> on these beautiful words we're going to end it here Thank you for this healing wow. conversation. Thank you, Gemma. I mean, it's, it's, I feel it's really precious for us women to, to share around that. It's a very mm -hmm. vulnerable space and uh, we can really bring soothing to mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And release the grief of guilt. Yeah. Because I think that guilt is a harshest shame and guilt yeah. is the hardest and the harshest of consequence of being weighed especially by a father figure it's like what do you do what yeah i mean on? the mind that the makes mind like can't really com compile that it's not possible it, it does not doesn't compute it's like yeah. you, you you cannot okay. i remember yeah. when i was telling my ex-husband it was like your father is looking at me like a woman, not a daughter. I have a problem. We shall do something about that. It's dangerous. It's going to happen one day, some way or another. It becomes dangerous. Mm. And this is to that as an answer that I was left. Just like in the face, you bitch, what did you expect? I didn't know I'd expect nothing. You know, we are meant to heal and to live and to experience exactly. the fullness of life. And this is what we are doing. We are meant to thrive. Yes. Exactly. So we just have to embrace that to heal and release the other part. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, it's so good. I mean, life can be so good. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, God. There are so many whatever, amazing ever the experience we had, whatever the trauma we had, life can be so good and tasteful. Cool. And we can meet love, we can meet beautiful partners. I mean, our past doesn't define our future. No. No. Really? That is true. 
So right. it's wow, what great news. <laughs> great news indeed. Thank you, Ashera. Thank you for being here. Thank you for honoring her, us with your presence, with your wisdom, your expertise, your experience. You are truly loved, appreciated, valued. You are very important. Thank you for having gone through all your own healing journey to being able to share your gifts with others. Yeah, let's let's say that to all the women who listen to us. Mm -hmm. You are loved. And you are loved. You are important. And you matter. You matter. Mm. Yeah. And you can heal. And you can heal, definitely. Yeah. All right. So if you want to connect with Ashara Dominique Boyer, because I say it in French, <laughs> uh, you go on www.centralhealing.net. And you can also go in the description and there are all the ways to get in touch with her. And we make sure to update the description over time. So it shall work. And if not, reach out to me and I will make sure to connect with her again. All right? Yeah, I, I'm, I would be really happy to hear from your listeners, from the listeners and to the women who really want to whew, bring some exactly. fresh air into their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. Thank you so, so much, Ashera. Have an amazing Thank day. Thank you, Gemma. Bye-bye for now. Bye.